This is the Demand Excellence Podcast with Jonathan Guess, head football coach of Eagles Landing Christian Academy on the south side of Atlanta. Coach Guess is the author of the book, Demand Excellence, on and off the field. The goal of the Demand Excellence Podcast is to encourage, equip, and entertain Christian leaders and coaches across the world. Okay. Hi, everybody. I'm here with uh, Mr. Tommy Estes, and he is the owner of Estes Heating and Air, big, huge heating and air business here in Atlanta. I get the privilege of coaching his grandson, Bryson Estes, who's a uh, major Division One offensive lineman. So I've gotten to know uh, Tommy and the Estes family uh, really well through, through coaching Bryson. And I like to interview business owners, business leaders. Uh, it always helps me as a football coach. And so, uh, Tommy, thanks for uh, being on here. I'm going to call you Mr. Estes, though. And um, tell us, this, me, how did you get started uh, okay. in an air business and grow it to where it is right now? I'm one of these people that have literally grown up in the business, but my dad started our business in 1949, and actually the year I was born. So um, that's why I say I grew up in it. But, uh, you know, when the business first started, uh, you know, it was in 1949, and you know, in Atlanta, you know, nobody had central air and hardly anybody had central heat. So mostly what he did was he started out installing uh, and servicing floor furnaces. And um, and then, you know, he moved up from there. And, I, you know, like I said, I, I, you know, grew up riding with him and learning what I could and whatever. But uh, and when I was in college, I was always working in the summer when most of my friends were playing or, or whatever. Uh, I, I was on the, an install or a service truck learning the business and, um, and I did that all during college. So when I got out of, when I got out of college, I was, um, pretty, pretty well versed in, in what to do. And, and as I got older, I learned, I, I really learned what not to do more than anything else. But, that's that's the way that uh, that I got started in the business. So, uh, many many uh, stories between then and now, but uh, that's how it all started. So you know, it's it's just grown into a, a huge business, and basically, you guys service. I don't know if you serve service anybody in South Georgia, but I know in the Atlanta metro Atlanta area area, you're all across uh, the Atlanta area. Um, how did it, did it just grow over time? Was it strategic? Was that your plan? Uh, talk about how it got to this point. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, like I said, we started out like any family business, you know, very small. My dad, uh, when I was, when I was at, when I was born, he didn't have any employees and he had one or two and then it went to three or four. And then, you know, it, 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 see, uh, we graduated into different types of business. So the, the first, at first, when he was in business, um, it, it was, you know, it was basically just word of mouth and, and working with homeowners and anybody could. And then the next phase was, uh, new construction. He would did a, a lot of new construction and, and, uh, we learned during that time that you really, it's really hard to make any money in new construction. Um, so we, we got in, you know, into that. And as we got larger, uh, and more employees, we got into uh, 
come on, kind of accelerating over the years, but we got into, we did a lot of commercial uh, apartment type work. And here again, that, that type of work is really hard to uh, manage and it's hard to, to be profitable <clears throat> in it. So, um, and you know, if you're not careful, you can, you can lose a lot of money doing those. The bigger the jobs doesn't, ne- doesn't necessarily mean, you know, you're making more money or it just means you have opportunity to lose more money if you don't do it right. right. So anyway, that, so the, my strategic plan when I got into the business, the first thing I did was, um, I went into our service department and at the time, um, basically we were just servicing what we sold. Um, and we probably had maybe six or seven service technicians. Um, today we have, you know, 35 or so, but, uh, the biggest difference, I think, early on in the business is we started in, probably in the 60s to um, uh, selling maintenance agreements. And we were one of the first companies in Atlanta to, to offer maintenance agreements to homeowners. And um, they, it's proven out to be a, a, a very great thing, especially times like now, because you have a, a customer base that if you do a good job on the maintenance and they're not going to leave you. So, um, you know, that, that was, that was a very important move, uh, that we did, uh, during that time. And then we, we've kind of grown it from there. So ever since then, that's really been the, the, the core, no matter what, what we're doing, we, we try to focus on maintenance and building that customer base and retaining it. That's the biggest, uh, that's the biggest challenge. So, um, and then going around that time, uh, or right before that, when the add-on air conditioning started getting big in Atlanta, and that's when I was in college, that's a lot of things I did on the weekends was install air conditioning to people that only had central heat. Um, so, and now we're in a phase where all the ones that we installed back in the 60s and 70s and uh, 80s and even 90s, now we're replacing them. Um, so that's uh, we don't do any new construction, and we do very little commercial. The only commercial we do is um, service and replacement. We don't do any like what we call plan and spec. That's uh, uh, the type of work that's you know the big office buildings and the big hospitals and things like that. Um, we we stay away from those. So um, that's kind of where we are right now. So one of the things you you mentioned right there, basically you you we built you've built this business and you guys have built this business into what it is, and now it's about maintaining and and sustaining. And I find right. that as well. People think that you know you look at Nick Saban and and Dabo Sweeney from a football perspective. You look at those guys, and you're like, oh, their job is just so easy, but that's not true. No. The hardest no. is to maintain it. Talk about that a little bit. The challenges with that. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, the, um, you can't maintain anything unless you have the right people. First of all, uh, and then and if you you got to have the right culture in your business, and everybody kind of has to be on the same uh, same team. Uh, you know, it's kind of like the book. Uh, 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 you know, good to great. You know. It's one thing to be good, but to be great, you mean it means you have to do it over a period of time. It's just it's like your football team. Um, you know, you got to maintain that level uh, of excellence. So, uh, 
you know, people learn to expect that. And if you don't provide that, there's other, there's plenty of other people that, that will. So the hardest thing about the business, I, I believe, is, um, you know, obviously, you know, you have to continuously advertise and you have to continuously look for new business. But if you build a customer base like we have with our maintenance agreements, we have uh, over 13,000 maintenance agreements that are guaranteed service calls and they're also uh, pretty much guaranteed replacements. If, we, if we're doing our job all during the years for them, then when it comes time to replace it, they're most likely not going to you know, shock you uh, uh, as much as they would if, they, if you were, they were just getting you out of the, you know, off the Internet or out of the Yellow Pages or whatever. So, so yeah, so that, that, that to me, the, the, most important, the most important thing that any company can do is uh, build the right team and then uh, keep, the, keep the culture uh, in front of them all the time and let them not, not forget, you know, what's important, you know, to the customer and to the company. So this morning, you know, I was reading in, in, in the Bible in Luke chapter six, it talks about building your house upon the rock. And, and so, of course, I'm thinking football and I'm thinking, you know, what are the core tenets of uh, the, the building blocks upon which, you know, we build this football team? What are the things that are vitally important? And obviously our life, it be God and Jesus Christ, but in every business, just like football, there's certain things I believe in, and this is how we're going to build this football program, like the weight room and toughness and things like that. Yeah. What are some core tenets of, of your business that you build upon? You, you already yeah. mentioned great people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the very first thing, <clears throat> sorry, the very first thing is to, um, to be honest and be fair with your customers and also fair with your employees. Uh, basically, you know, you hear the, the term do the right thing. Well, that's, we always try to do the right thing. Um, and sometimes I have a, I have a poster in my, uh, that I've had in my office before. It says the customer's always right, which of course the customer's not always right. But, um, you know, a lot of times you can uh, win the battle and lose the war. So, you know, you, I think the most important thing is to just to do the, try your best to do the right thing. And then the other, the other thing that, um, as far as we're, you know, our, philosophy is it's kind of a win plus win equal win so you know the, the what that means is to us it means if the employees win and if the customers win then the, the company's going to win uh you got to have the right combination and then then the other thing i've already mentioned it but the, the, the very the most important thing probably is uh surrounding yourself with the right kind of people and making sure that everybody is on the same uh same thing. It's like in that book, Good to Great, being on the same bus. Everybody needs to have a be going in the same direction. And and over my years, I've I've had to build a couple of teams, two or three actually. Uh, when my dad, uh, when I came into business, when my dad was here, he had his team, and uh, of course that was in the seventies, early seventies. So you know, and being the boss's son is not easy anyway, but. Uh, so I had to overcome a lot of a lot of things with that, uh, and and kind of weed those people out. Some of them, most of them, well, because they were older. And then I I had to build a new team, and then uh, as and I learned from that team what a re- what kind of team we really needed to 
to have to, to sustain sustain the business. And uh, that was about the time Brian got out of college, and uh, we started building a team around uh, around him. And uh, so right now we have probably the best young, uh, and I say young because I'm getting older, but they're you know they're not they're all in their thirties. Uh, we probably have the best ma- young management team uh, than we've ever had. This is the best team that uh, that we've ever built, and I'm pretty proud of it. And that's the reason I'm able to to be at home today instead of uh, at the work at the office, you know, worrying about everything that's going on. Absolutely. So, <clears throat> if I'm about to start my own business, this can be for anybody. You know, these are always applicable. Uh, principles to anybody. It could be somebody about to start uh, becoming a head football coach, start their own program, or somebody starting their own heating and air business, or somebody starting some other business. What are what are three things or just some things that they need to understand that you've learned over the years? Yeah. Um, well, you know, the fact that I didn't start from the beginning uh, – uh, you know, I can tell you from my perspective now, but like, you know, when I think about when my dad started, I can imagine, I think about a lot of what he went through in his line of thinking. And, uh, man, he really st- he got out of the army and he, he just basically, uh, he never graduated from college, but he went to, uh, he went to several different colleges during the time he was in the army. But, and he didn't really have a mechanic, he wasn't really a mechanical person, you know, but he was a good businessman. And I, I think that's the first thing. I mean, you know, a lot of people, especially in our industry, they go into business because they're a good technician or they're a good installer or whatever. But um, the most important thing that you got to realize when you start a business is you have to know how to manage the business. And, and you're not going to know how, right, when you first start. You're going you're gonna to learn as you go. Um, so I think a lot of a lot of businesses that fail is because of the 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 uh, the person that starts a business is doing all the work and 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 that's fine. You have to do that at first, but as as you grow, you have to be able to delegate uh, responsibilities to people that you trust, and that and you, then you have to let them do their job. And that's that's the most important thing you could do and that's easy to say for me because we've been in business a long time my dad you know it, it took him a long time that's exactly what he did uh it just you know it was a lot on a different scale and um so you know it, the larger you get um the more important it is to have people you can trust in place uh to do, you know to make sure that that everything's being handled um and then you know, like i said the just always try to do the right thing. I mean, when you first go in business, I mean, the last thing you want to do is is uh, give the impression to to people that you're, you know, trying to uh, overcharge them or you're not being honest with them or whatever. You know, you want to you want to be sure that they have tr- confidence in you because if they do, uh, if they trust you and your company, then they're going to recommend you to somebody else, and then that's the way you build a business. It's just word of mouth, and that's that's where my dad built his business. And now we have, uh, you know, the way you know I believe in consistent advertising. He did too, but it's on a different scale. So uh, now you know we we have the internet, we have billboards, we have TV, we have radio, we have all those things, and then you have to know um, 
here again, when you're when you're first starting off, you can't afford to do but so much. So you have to decide what what's really most important to get your you know to get your message out there. Absolutely. So talk about now, just real quick. You know, everybody's got a lot of fear right now, and I, I relate it to two things. You know, with this coronavirus, you have the virus, and and everybody's scared of it. Nobody wants to get sick, and nobody. Um, it obviously is deadly in in some instances, but then you have the the havoc that it's re that it is uh, reaping on the economy. <clears throat> so. Yeah. How do you, as the leader of your organization, I know you got a great team that you just mentioned. How do you calm the fears of your employees or just your fears? Mm-hmm. Um, well, here again, I have to go back to um, to my team. Um, I, if we didn't have, um, you know, Brian is the president of the company. Uh, John Waldorf is vice president, general manager. Uh, and then we have a great team under those guys. Um, you know, if, if, if you don't have those kind of people in place that are able to step up and do what you have to do to, to not only calm the fears, but also to just to, uh, meet the regulations and things that have been thrown on us right now. I mean, our business is, um, different than it was a month ago because of the things that we're having to do, you know, to kind of protect ourselves as well as the customer. And the way, you know, we calm our, we, I hope that we're calming our fears with our people. Mainly, uh, we, we're very fortunate we, because we're in a, uh, an industry that it is considered essential. You know, you have essential and non-essential businesses now. Um, that's kind of a new thing. But uh, luckily, we're considered essential uh so we haven't you know we haven't let anybody go or uh you know we've moved some people around and we've given them the opportunity to uh uh if they needed to take off or wanted to take off or whatever uh you know we're working with them uh we also have uh a lot several of our uh, office people are working from home and we're alternating those people so we want the we have we have two branches. We have the main branch on the south side, close to the airport, and then we have another branch in Kennesaw. So you know we 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 move people around, kind of protect ourselves in case somebody did you know get sick or or whatever. Uh, we were we we would have we had our bases covered. So I, I I hope the way the way the main way I think I hope we're calming the fears of our people is that we communicate with them a lot. We let them know, we give them a daily uh, update on where we are and what we're doing and the type of protective equipment that we've been able to, to get a hold of and what we expect from them. And, and, uh, uh, and I think that helps a lot. I think, the, I think the, they appreciate I think one of the best things you can do, and it goes back to starting a business or being in business 70 years, seven, this is our, we just completed our 70th year. I guess you know that it's 71 years we're into now is, um, is communicate with, you know, with the, with your people and also with the, you know, with your customers, obviously. But, um, that's, you know, other than that, I mean, I, I really think that we're doing about all we can do to, to assure people that, that, uh, Everything's going to be all right, and uh, and and we're we're just fortunate with this heat came. You know, it's gotten hot the last few days. 
last few weeks rather. So, you know, we've been pretty busy and, and that, you know, when you're, when the people are working and they, and, and they're busy and they don't see a lot of difference other than just dealing with this virus thing, um, you know, hopefully they they feel good about what's, you know, what's going on. I mean, as far as their job goes, you know. Absolutely. Now, I told Brian the other day, I was talking to him, I said, man, the last thing that's going to go for people is them not having air conditioner yeah. Uh, yeah. down here well, in the south. <laughs> but yeah. uh, well, that's what we're banking on. That's, I, I think that's right. But uh, No, it is. Uh, I know yeah. for me it is. And I know, uh, you know, my wife's granddad lives over there. He's 87 years old. He yeah. is not living in without that. And, and honestly, in the South, that could be uh, life critical for a guy like that's 87 years old. Um, yeah. Air conditioning. But, um, yeah. Yeah. I want to give a, I want to give a shout out to you. This is important too. Uh, as far as what's going on right now is that we've got a really good HR manager and, uh, he, between the three names that I mentioned, they pretty much take the brunt of, of, uh, of any changes that have to be made or keeping up with, uh, you know, the different uh, employment uh, acts and unemployment and all the things that are going on now. Um, and that's a big relief to me also. I told Trisha, my wife, yesterday, if this had, been, if this had happened uh, 15 years ago, I'd probably be, uh, uh, you know, she wouldn't be able to keep me at home. I'd have to be there, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, as we wrap it up, you know, here, here's my last question to you. Just looking back on everything that, that you've done and, and your business, is there any area, just anything, in which you feel you could have done better? So kind of thinking like this, is there wisdom? I'm 40, and, I, you know, I'm looking at 20 to 25, maybe 30 more years of work. What are things that you look back on and you wish that you could have done better or, you know, you saw you made a mistake and you fixed it? What are, is there anything that's just glaring in your mind? Yeah. Um, well, I think um, when I think about the different type of work, the type of work we do now, um, I think we're on the right track. And I, and I look back, and there has been times over the years where, you know, we would experiment trying to do um, different types of things and things that we didn't really know what we were doing. And uh, uh, we spent a lot of time and money and energy, uh, you know, experimenting. And uh, my, my one thing I've learned is to figure out what you do best and do it. You know, don't try to be all things to all people. Um, we do heating and air, we do plumbing, and we do electrical, and we do them all well, and and they, and they all fall within the same realm of uh, of our customer base, right? I mean, everybody that's got heating and air needs plumbing and electrical. So, but uh, you know, I'm not going to go out and uh, start you know painting houses or something like that because you know you just do what you <clears throat> you need to do what you do best. Um, so that's that's. That's one thing, and then I think back, my you know, going back to early days, we did a lot of apartments and things that we really shouldn't have been doing. So I, I think the most the most important thing I've learned over the years is is not what to do, is what not to do, and, uh, and that means to kind of stay stay uh, 
stay in your own lane, so to speak, you know, and and be the best you can be at, at, at what your at what your uh, your main focus is. So that's some good advice because when you're sitting in the stands next football season. And you're like, why is Coach Guest running the same four or five plays? It's kind of that philosophy. And it's a little yeah. – it's it's do what you do. The kids can't be great. Yeah. At, if yeah. They have to practice what they do. And, yeah. And, and so they're figuring it out. So, anyways, it's the same philosophy. And um, so I yeah. that. <laughs> Maybe you can echo Yeah, I mean, that's fine. I mean, if it, you know what? If it works, if it works, don't, don't mess with it, right? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And you and if it doesn't work next year, it's because Bryson's not blocking because I'm running behind Bryson. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, well, I'd be running behind him too. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I appreciate it. I'm going to end with a prayer. I appreciate you talking with us. All right. I appreciate you calling. Yes, sir. Thank you. Lord, we come before you today. I just want to praise and thank you for loving us, Lord. I praise and thank you uh, for Mr. Estes and all that he represents in our community, um, Lord, in Atlanta, and his business that's built on uh, being trustworthy and taking care of your people. Uh, Lord, I just pray you continue to bless him and take care of him, take care of his business, and uh, may he continue to shine as a light for Jesus Christ. Lord, we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Appreciate it. Okay, thanks. Yes, sir. I was blind, now I'm seeing in color I was dead, now I'm living forever I had failed, but you were my redeemer I've been blessed beyond all measure I was lost, now I'm found by the Father I've been changed from a ruined treasure I've been given a hope and a future I've been blessed beyond all measure I am counting every blessing Counting every blessing Letting go and trusting when I cannot see Thank you.